All right. Welcome to the Lady J Meat Dudes. I'm Evan. Tyler. Charlie. Boom. And today we're going to talk about what makes the best barbecue. All right. So, true story. There's a guy about a month ago who walked up our patio stairs and looks at me and he goes, what's the one thing that makes great barbecue? And I kind of like froze for a second. I panicked because I'm not you guys, you know, I'm not the pit master. But, you know, I, I gathered my thoughts and I said, quality of meat. Like it just came to me. I was like, quality of meat. Nat- that's natural answer. Natural answer. Felt confident, you know, because that's the truth. You know, I think, uh, you know, your smoking device, you know, your, your preparation, the slow and low cooking style, the rub, the sauce, the wood, all that stuff is, is, is very important. But it really starts off with the quality of meat. And that's what we're all about. So let's talk about our path that really led us to where we are now from day one and how COVID allowed us to kind of pivot and, and move us into the, what I think is the correct direction, hopefully we all agree, and to be able to focus on the quality of meat. Absolutely. How's that sound? Sounds, sounds great, Evan. So wow. fun. Awesome. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Let's go. All right. So the origin story of Lady J Day One. So we get the big old smoker. We get the big smoker up here on the patio after yeah. a hellacious day. It was a long day. Um, yeah. Almost lost a couple lives doing that. Arms and fingers. <laughs> and, and, you know, starting off, it's kind of funny. Like, we didn't start off thinking that we were going to be, like, a barbecue restaurant. So what was your guys' kind of intentions and in opening with the original menu? What did you guys think that we were going to be? Take um, off, Charlie. I don't know. <laughs> Family-friendly place to come with your kid, have a cocktail, and uh, comfortable food, I guess. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the original thing because Charlie and I live in West Seattle. And Charlie, of course, doesn't drink anymore, but I... When we did, I still do. Just to partake uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, we were like, we both have kids, and where do you go in West Seattle and get a really proper cocktail mm-hmm. and also something good to eat? And your kids can get some fries and like whatever. So, shout out to was, Sarah. Good cocktails. Shout out. Uh, that was really the original mindset. Had nothing to do with the smoker or anything like that. We just sort of. That was it. Well, you know, what I appreciate about you guys, especially, is like how like you're, you know, you're super efficient, the functionality and the consistency of, of your food, right? And I think like opening, we all kind of thought, like we've been in restaurants for, for years, right? We've seen what people do great, we've seen what people do bad, and I think we kind of started off doing something that we thought was going to be super successful, very efficient, very functional, you know, we don't want to be here all night doing all this stuff. We wanted to make it like the perfect restaurant. And I think in doing that, it was great, but it wasn't really our passion, you know, and now, you know, so, so we open, check it out. We open and then boom, COVID hits, right? Six months later, it hits. West Seattle bridge closes. Woo. Boom. All right. Double whammy. Great. You know, and, and, before, you know, before COVID hit, we were working seven days a week. You know, we're doing brunch. We're staying open late. We had tons of staff. And then, you know, we hit my, what, to me, what really kind of changed the mindset was the first, the first thing was uh, that New Year's Day brunch. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we did brunch on New Year's Day. We, we ran out of food by noon. It was just hectic. We probably had like 10 staff on and we were like, what in the hell are we doing we also prepped twice as much as we generally were doing for brunch oh, going like oh we're bulletproof let's go and it was just me and charlie in the kitchen dude in fun fact we did more this super bowl sunday selling goddamn pastries and meat than we did that that whole brunch is that fucking insane Ugh. i know like this makes me sick to my <laughs> stomach right okay mm. we're, and, and we're talking about all this because you know when you open up a restaurant 
you just kind of like you start off kind of almost in survival mode, right? Yeah. You just like we just got to make it work. We got to do it. Then COVID hits, right? And we had actually took a step back, and we're like, dude, this is this then is. Then we were in real survival mode. We're in absolute survival <laughs> mode, right? That was pretty bizarre. But you know, I don't think we ever thought. You know, oh, we got we got to stop. We got to stop what we're doing. We got to close down. We thought like, what what do we do next? How do we feed the community? You know, and Charlie was saying that it really got to you. You really thought about you know what does the community need at that point? You know, right? And and you know what was that mindset shift? I think the first dinner we did was just smoked chicken, mashed potatoes, biscuits, and, and like that was it. Some Maybe roasted some vegetable or something. or something. Yep, comfort food. Yep. Yeah, comfort food. And then it just kind of that's where it all started and we just took went from there and you know now we're well that's what the community wanted at that point right i mean that's, i think that's what they still want that's, that's what that's what everybody that's wants the reality that's the reality right yeah. what we did to start off that covid transition made us just it was a slap in the face it made us really realize like whoa this yeah. works you know why because that's what everybody wants. Like, they want <laughs> comfort. They want yep. stuff they're, they're recognizable. Sure, you go out to dinner for those fancy tweezer food, you know, special occasions every now and then. But yeah. the place that you want to eat all the time is like, oh, dude, I know what mashed potatoes and gravies are. This is the best mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> ever. These guys really do it. It sort of, like, really opened our eyes to what we really need to give our community. Yeah. And, 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 and it allowed us to experiment, right? Sure. So now we're throwing whole, th- you know, whole things, oh, yeah. muscles on, on the smoker. We, we did one, it. we did one meal a night. Yeah. Right. So every, every night. It every night, every night. Yeah. yeah. Every night was something different. And then, you know, at that point you're experimenting. Some people are, some days are more popular than the others. Mm-hmm. You know, you start riffing off of that, you know? Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the bone and pork yeah, belly day? Say, oh, that and the, oh. And the, uh, the prime rib too, right? Oh, the first well, prime rib day, yeah. The prime rib, we knew kind of how long it was going to take, and we had an idea of how to execute <laughs> that. And the, we were like, yeah, let's get these pork bellies, the bone and pork bellies. Sure, yeah, no big deal. Took yeah. forever. Oh, man. We were stressing For, that night. Forever, huh? yeah. We were like <laughs> all the way up into, I don't know, service started at, no, then Four we points. rested them on the on the patio, and then a crow ate like a whole one. <laughs> I didn't. Rue, I didn't know we were gonna. I didn't know we were gonna divulge that information. The tinfoil. Oh, yeah. Great. Into the garbage. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. They were they were resting on During the fire COVID. pit. That During was that COVID. was awesome. <laughs> Charlie says, "You might want to go take a look at your pork bellies, chef." Man. <laughs> what? Hey, yeah. crows love that quality meat too. Solid. But you know it. Like, like we said, it allowed us to actually come back and, and figure out what we wanted to do. Dowel in, in Wagyu beef, you know, source the best quality meats. And, it, you know, I think things come together kind of when you f- start doing really what you love. And, you know, when I see you guys on the smoker smoking crazy unique things that are super high quality, you know, like it's, it's pretty awesome. Like you guys, you guys look good doing it. You feel good. And I think that the community enjoys it too. So let's talk about how we get – got into the really the quality meats and that's how we met preservation meats man our dudes well you think about the covid conundrum we'll call it mm-hmm. we stayed open yeah, yeah i don't of, know a lot of places were done yeah a lot of places closed for good a lot of places shut down for three to six to nine to whatever months until partial dining came back around mm-hmm. so what does that do for meat production right charlie says it like dude the cows don't stop growing 
right? Yeah. The pigs don't stop eating. Exactly. Like, where, where's all that product going to go? So us continuing to do what we do and be very successful at, you know, our community coming and getting however many meals we sold, mm-hmm. we were able to work with CN and Travis. and From preservation, from yeah. preservation and and... You know, they were sitting on tons of products. Like, dude, what you want to take this? And we would take anything off their hands that needed to get going, and we would experiment and have fun with it and figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that basically sort of solidified our relationship with them mm-hmm. once things kind of quote unquote got back to normal. And what do we what do we really love about them? Um, they are super strict about their sourcing. Mm-hmm where their stuff comes from. Um, their, their customer service is the best. The yeah. best. <laughs> the best. They'll like, drive across the state to grab you a pork belly if you need it. Yeah. yeah. It allows us to Literally do what across we do. The state. Yeah. Yeah. It allowed us, allows us to do what we do, right? Yeah. The relationship is, I guess, symbiotic is what you'd call it. Um, yeah. we, we work together every week about products that they think are cool and we think are cool and if we can get it on the smoker then that's what goes on the menu yeah and the the best part of that duo they're a lot like me and charlie like cn's a little bit of a spaz Mm. i'm a little bit of a spaz what Eh. uh (laughs) and he'll call me like dude dude i got an idea like oh here we go yeah but it's always pretty creative what he comes up with and he's like i want to do this oh yeah let's try it yeah man do it I mean, yeah, so we talked about their standards, right? Like, we are we feel blessed to be in touch with them so they can bring us, you know, uh, the best quality meats almost in the state. You know, one of one of the top, one of the, one of the best, they work with one of the best farms, right? Pure Country Farms. That's that's I their mean, number one client, right? All, all of their, well, all of the beef that we get for 99% is from Pure Country Farms in Moses Lake. Yeah. yeah, in Moses Lake, 180 miles out. So let's talk a little bit about Pure Country and, 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 and what they do. I, I love using this, like, example, you know, that they, they you know, harvest 15 cattle a week versus 1,000 to 10,000 that, that the big guys are doing, you know, 100 miles away, you know. And, and so just think about quality of meat, 15 to 1,000. You know, how can you, you know, how, how do you, you – know, let's, let's, let's think about that, right? Like, that's, that's a big number. That's a that's a big difference in, and it reminds me of like that that video that I sent <laughs> you, Charlie, of the pig that was strung up and this big robot comes in and just cuts it right you know cuts Gross. it right in half. I mean, and, they have and, to right. They have yeah. to do that to be efficient to get the meat to, out the to door to get it done right. Yeah. So like, but fi- if you're doing 15 a week, I mean that's that just means yeah. that you know you really are, you can you can tell that that's quality right. Well yeah, I mean, I one of the things that I love is. If we have a crazy idea, mm-hmm. whatever you can dream up, right? It comes from a cow. Talk to CN, talk to Travis. They talk to Paul at Pure Country. And then even if it's a one-time thing or a project, within two weeks at the most, at the most, we have it here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. CN actually goes to the processing room mm-hmm. and will custom cut something for us, something for us. Dang, that's ridiculous man. dude come so, on so so what, what's an example of like a crazy <clears throat> project you know that you guys um, you know like we did, like you were talking about the bone-in bone-in whole pork bellies mm-hmm. i mean i've never cooked one of those before i'm you know we did that um 
a lot of the Wagyu we get, you know, it's all it's broken down into certain specs and stuff that, you know that we don't that is, I guess. I don't even know how to say it. Like it's pork short ribs was pretty cool that he cut for us. The pork, pork brisket rib, was kind of interesting. Brisket. Yeah. All yeah. the pork cheek medallions that they do for us. Which is so nice to get them cleaned up I mean, already, man. The way that they process things is they make it easier for all chefs. Yeah. Because they come from a restaurant back. I think Sienna and Travis come from restaurant backgrounds, right? So they they wanted. They want to give the chef the best product with the least amount of work, you know, to, to get it to a plate, right? So, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think we all do in kitchens. Oh, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. But you know, getting back to Pure Country Farms, you know, I guess what does it do to the cow when it's in a stressful environment? Because you're talking about fifteen versus a thousand, you know, what? That's a, obviously a less stressful environment for the cow, right? Because when that happens, when you're being processed, a thousand are being processed in a day. Sure. You're getting run through the mill. You're doing all that crud. I There's mean, uh, stress on an animal is from excitement, mm-hmm. fighting. When like you talk about those big plants, they bring in animals from different places and get them together in a pen. They're not pals. Yeah. They didn't grow up together. So there's there's fighting going sure. on. There's uh, they there's fasting. Like they don't they bring them in and like won't feed them the night before or whatever the heck it is. It's like all that stuff is awful to yeah. do, right? Yeah. So I mean, the bottom line is the happier animal, the better the meat. Totally, totally. Um, and I can get into the chemistry of the the muscles and stuff of what happens, but it's like <laughs> it's a tougher, drier piece of meat. Honestly, yeah. that's what happens when the stress is on the animal. Well, let's, so let's, what determines really quality of meat? Let's kind of talk about that. We talked about the farm, we talked about preservation. Let's get into like the seven things that really determine the quality of meat. So the first one is obviously the breed of the animal. So what is our breed at Pure Country? Uh, Pure Country is uh, Angus, mm-hmm. uh, British Baldy or English Baldy mix. Okay. Hybrid. Um, the Angus is... Angus is the most popular cow in the United States. Yeah. It's uh, has a larger muscle composition. You know, it grows a little bit faster, I guess, for the consumer side of things. Okay. Um, the European breed is kind of there for a deeper, richer meat flavor, I oh, guess. Yeah. Okay. Nice, dude. And you can taste it. Sure can. <laughs> Next one, man, is diet. So we got breed of the animal, and we got the diet. So what do they get fed? They are uh, on the pasture mm-hmm. 85% of the time or so, and then they go to, I guess they're called open bunkers, fit small feed pens, Okay. where they're fed on the barley and the triticale and the non-GMO. Yeah. You know? The pasture ranges up to 10,000 acres. Dang. So I was asking questions of, of, of how you properly move the cattle, and they don't actually have to move them. So there's just pretty much free-roaming, happy critters out there. Nice. There's 5,000 head at a time on 10,000 acres of pasture. So Okay. It's not. So they do put, um, like, feed... I, a trough type things yeah. out in the pasture too 
with that grain, with, with that, that local grain. Yeah, so they slowly integrate that stuff into their diet. So when they do finish them, they're you know they're used to eating it. And, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice, man. So about the age too. The age of the animal when it's slaughtered makes a big difference too. Twenty-two to twenty-four months is our okay. Uh, typical commercial beef is <clears throat> about 16 months. Oh, okay. So, what so does they're that do, growing then? faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. And bigger than the pure country. So, the, so the, the typical ones are growing faster. They're just pumping yeah. them up. Boom, boom, boom. So, okay. it's basically, I guess the way you can explain it is like if you're a bodybuilder and you're getting ready for a competition mm-hmm. and you're just Juice loading thing. up on whatever it takes you to get huge and ripped, yeah. that's what they're doing at commercial feedlots to get the meat to your table, right? Yeah. Pure country is kind of a slower, more gradual, more holistic approach to everything. Okay. And, and why don't, you know, we get this question a lot too. Why don't we get veal? It's not yeah. sustainable. I mean, yeah. as a farmer, why would you sell a small cow when you could sell a bigger one? Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the same animal. It's going to be worth more money unless you can charge, you know. Yeah, that's true. Five times more per pound. What about the stress levels too? Okay, so let's talk about this breed, diet, age. Now stress levels—that—that's a big factor in quality of meat. We just kind of talked about that, but fifteen versus a thousand. You think that uh, the cows at Pure Country are as stressed as the feedlot next door? They're chilling. They're chilling, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're chilling. State of Washington, they, chilling. They have fun. <laughs> I mean, even when they move them to the to be harvested, it's only nineteen miles. Nineteen miles instead of across multiple states and whatever you got to do so and they don't automatically go straight from the truck into the process they get a, oh, 20, yeah. they get an acclimation time. right don't they get like 24 48 hours something like that yeah. wow okay i mean so they get to chill out a little bit more once they take that truck ride yeah and that'll happen in, in, i guess you know the methods of the slaughtering and processing too when you're talking about 15 versus a thousand obviously you know um the stress within that is not going to be as as wild um with about the aging process too let's talk about that um 21 day whole carcass dry age okay so yeah yeah, 18 to 21 days okay but you know it just concentrates the meat you lose moisture Tastes better. It's, it's <laughs> so it, concentrate, it concentrates the meatiness, you know, the dry aging. We've touched on it a little bit in the past, but, you know, you're just losing moisture content, intermuscular structure. And what's yeah. that doing? It's just condensing that protein, yummy meatiness. Yummy That's meatiness. Yummy meat. <laughs> All right. So the quality of meat, the breed of the animal, the diet, the age, the stress levels, the methods of the slaughter and processing, the aging process, and, of course, the marbling, right? Visually you can see the quality of the meat in the marbling, right? Dude, cut a Zabaton. Two Zabs last week Dude. that were like, both of us were like, well, holy shit, man. We had so <laughs> pictures. Sorry, Mom. Oh, dude, yeah, I was going to say. Mom, don't swear. Trying to hold that in. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought they were wet. You, I walked everybody, in. Everybody. I mean, I, I like, did, Charlie did, you did. All of us that look at meat all the time, we were like, what? I was so, like, how are we selling this huge Zabaton for 16 bucks? Yeah. It looks like, is this Wagyu? Oh, man, that's that, crazy. Yeah, and they're, they're, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's you see the quality. Yeah. And when we get those cuts in and like every now and then, I, it seems like weather has a little bit differentiation so. sometimes. The hotter it gets, I think oh. that their animals are more in survival mode, so they're not storing fat. They're just burning it, you know. So typically in the summertime, they get a little leaner. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. It you fluctuates see it. throughout the year. That's yeah. crazy. I can't remember what month it 
was, but there was like two or three weeks of us getting product. I was like, what is going on, dude? This I always feel like it's ridiculous. like late yeah. April, maybe. I don't yeah, know. It it's sounds like about the fresh right. grasses or what. I don't know. But. That's when it's nice up there, yeah. So really, you know, understanding what farm your meat comes from so you can understand the quality is 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 huge, right? And And we were kind of talking about this earlier that Washington beef is not necessarily Washington beef, right? It, it, maybe it's processed in Washington, but maybe it was born in Canada, sold to Mexico, raised in you know Hawaii, then over in Idaho, and then it was processed here in Washington, and that technically is Washington beef. So, all of our animals—I say our like we're part of pure country, but you know we're, we're family now. Um, you know, all of ours are are born at pure country, all the way to slaughter, right? Yes. Or harvest. Sorry, I should yep. say it better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly correct. Yeah. So understanding, you know, the traceability, fa- traceability. Yeah. Understanding that farm makes a huge difference. So I guess, you know, the question, you know, is you know, how can you tell if your butcher shop or your restaurant that you like to go to has quality meat? What are some things that we can tell these guys to ask or, or look for? You know, for me, mm-hmm. anywhere I go, restaurant, butcher shop, grocery store, doctor office to me it's like how clean is this place right that (laughs) gets me every time yeah um but what are you looking for uh cleanliness of course like i just said but asking your butcher those questions and seeing how honest they are about the answers like right where did you come from these are washington this is washington beef products great oh it's it's local Mm, If you ask us, like I point right to that map right behind us and go, yeah, this is from Pure Country Farms, 179 miles from this restaurant right there. That's where it all comes from. And then Evan fire hoses you with the, with the, you know it. (laughs) Third generation. Boom. Third generation. So cool. He's a good guy. Man, got you, man. I mean, like, but it's it's like truthful. It's confidence. It, It it's it's and it's honest. It's it's totally honest. Like that's. That's what, where our meat comes from. We're, we're proud of that, you know? And, and like you said, is that is that butcher or, or that, you know, server trying to serve you the most expensive cut? Or are they trying to serve you something that, you know... They is, need to get off the shelf. It's like, no, that New York's <laughs> been here for four days. It's like, I'll give you the good buddy hook special, up here. Special mm-hmm. price, right? Yeah, so that's... that's it's usually definitely. 50 but for you... <laughs> Man, so asking them, you know, the right questions and just seeing, seeing, the, seeing the feedback, and right? Listen to I the mean, answers, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you can tell. You can look at at, at, at the meat too. You know, obviously visually, you know, is it beautifully marbled? Um, how long has it been there? You know, but but for us, absolutely, that's the first thing I ask for. Where's your meat come from? Yep. Big absolutely. deal. Um, well, you guys got any kind of finishing thoughts about? Quality of meat. Anything you need to get off your chest? Quality of meat. Quality, quality, quality. Don't. <laughs> little Kendrick Lamar. Oh, nice, man. Good little plug. Thanks. So yeah. we feel good, man. Well, happy thank- animals, better meat. That's yes. Pretty much it. All right. And, look, and look for the happy guys. And we know that preservation finds the happy animals, and pure country has the That's happy it. animals. That is the Nice. Well, we're going to sign it off here on the Lady J patio for the Lady J Meat Dudes. I am Evan. Tyler. All right, look for that quality of meat. We'll see you next time.